Welcome to Dentology, the Business of Dentistry podcast. In this podcast, we delve into the non-clinical aspects of dentistry with inspirational guests from across the profession. You will hear incredible life stories, pick up valuable business tips and be entertained. I'm Andy Acton and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Drevens. So Claire Frisby, what an interesting lady and she's a real burst of energy and passion, isn't she? She is. It was, it was lovely, actually. I mean, I've seen her and spoken to her, inverted commas, via, you know, LinkedIn and stuff like that. Mm. But to actually have a conversation with her and, and feel that vibe. And obviously she is in uh, Lanzarote, so she does have the benefit Which does of help. a bit of warmth going on. But also that way that she, you know, we talk about people kind of pivoting and re-engineering things as a result of COVID. But the way she re-engineered her business, her life, her services, everything to get her life in a shape that suits her. And I think a lot of people you know, outside of the business of dentistry could look at that as a real positive way that just because you do things one way doesn't mean you always have to do them that way. Yeah, and and also to recognise that she wanted to change mm. and to change something as opposed to, I mean, how many people do we see who basically want to change or moan about something but don't actually ever change, um, yeah. whereas she did something. Yeah, no, no, a great, um, a great advocate for change. Now, really interesting. I'm sure people will take a, a bundle from that and some of her tips around social media as well. Social media is not as easy as you think, I think, would be uh, what maybe the headline of that. So, yeah. <laughs> it needs a bit more thought. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was a really good one, really good one. So, welcome, everybody. This is to our latest episode of Dentology. Uh, how are you doing, Chris? Uh, very good, very good. This is quite an unusual one, this, isn't it? Because uh, even though we try not to date this, this is because of the weather. We are doing it from two different venues. And those of you who uh, might have seen us, you'll notice I'm not wearing glasses. So I'm the same person. <laughs> it's just I don't need them when I'm sitting at home because my screen is really close. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm delighted for someone who's looking regret, regrettably with a suntan um, in the sun. Uh, exactly hey. exactly so that's not like us i i live in london so i'm i'm snowed in at the moment but that's all fine that's all fine we're gonna have a good chat so we're very fortunate today today we're joined yeah, by um, claire frisby um claire frisby is a social media manager tco trainer and mentor dental nurse assessment writing for the ncfe editor with the dental nursing journal and been in dentistry for over 30 years i find that hard to believe claire welcome claire how are you doing unbelievable <laughs> thank you for having me. No, that's great. Um, I'm good, thank you. I'm glad I'm not in the UK. It's snowed in. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah. We are. It's, it's, uh, very, it's very, very festive, though. It's very Christmassy. It is. See, I used to love it when it was a snow day, but I didn't very often get out of work very often because I had a. Um, my boss used to have a Land Rover, and he lived up the road, so he used to come and get me. <laughs> that's what Land no excuses. For. Exactly. I know, but it was just my last. <laughs> well, you're looking very sun-kissed at the moment. I'm sure everybody's very jealous. Very yep. It's about 25 today. Oh, not I rubbing know, it in I, at all. Yeah, I'm no. not going to say anything at all. I'm just going to remain tactfully silent and sip my hot drink. <laughs> so to kick oh, off, I still Claire, like a cup of tea. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. To, to to give us some context, Karen, to kick off, what 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 do we need to know about your early years, your childhood? What are the things that that kind of shaped you as a young person that gives us an insight to the success you've had today? Oh, um, well, my family life was quite normal. Um, I went to a girls' school. I don't know if that made any difference whatsoever, but no annoying boys at the time. 
Um, I was never a studier. I was more practical type of person. I didn't. I liked the sports and the arty type things. Never, you know. I was. I, I got bored of reading. I got bored of revising, and I used to just sort of wing it. Really, um, I got. I got the grades I needed and wanted, but I was never a, a sit down study type person. Um, Did you do? And I, I went to go to. Actually, I went to go to um, uni, um, college afterwards. Um, and I was going to do photography um, and uh, psychology, actually. Um, and I got to the course and did the first couple of psychology um, classes. And then the photography one was cancelled because they didn't have enough people. So that one went um, all oh. pear-shaped. I don't know why. It was just the way it went. I did graphic design at school as well, right the way through. And I was always very arty and creative. So... And I love to paint. I paint, so I do watercolours. So um, I've always had that arty, practical streak in me. Right. And do you still paint, Claire? Yes, funny enough. I did one, I put it in a frame the other day. You might think I'm a bit mad if you see it, though. It's very abstract. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, are you like um, a real whatever it is? I don't know. What's it called? Real life? It's not called real life. It's still life. No, no. Mine's whatever comes out on the paper. Oh, right. You're sort of like... <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. I've always been like that. I used I to think when I was younger, I would be able to, to be able to paint record covers. I used to think that was what I would wanted to do. Oh wow! There's probably, there's, there's probably people listening to this that have no concept of what a, what a record <laughs> cover is. They're like a record. Was that? I'm not entirely no. sure, but a, a bit of vinyl, an LP. That was a that was a day, wasn't it? Making a comeback, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They are. They it's interesting. Are. So that's your creative streak then that that carries through to when we talk about your where you are now. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Really, that yeah. at an early age. That yeah, that's, I you, think you what happened. Like yes, I think what happened is you know, I've done a few things. The film sliding doors. Yeah. I was believing like uh, fate takes you to where you're supposed to be, and I ended up. Obviously, the photography was cancelled, so I didn't end up doing the psychology. And then I, I did printing, I did jewellery making and different things and then ended up in dental nursing because someone said, why don't you try that? It's practical. You're not sitting at a desk. You're not sitting at a computer. So I thought, okay. And I loved it. Absolutely. Day one, there was extraction. I wanted to be in there. Um, and then sort of as the years went on, I ended up getting involved in taking the photographs in the practice Get taking the, uh, you know, and I loved talking to patients with the psychology. You know, you learn how to mm. to deal with mm. patients, don't you? Like um, their moods, responding, communication. So the way I see it is, I've done a completely different route to end up doing what I still want to do in, mm. in but in a completely different way than I thought it was going to happen. And how old were you when you started nursing? Uh, Nineteen. Oh wow. Wow. So he's working it out now. I've got a big birthday next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I was thinking was at those times uh, with dentists then, they weren't wonderfully great communicators. Uh, I mean, there's still issues in the fact they're not wonderful. Some, most of them aren't very good communicators now sometimes with, with patients. And I was just thinking, did they sort of almost <laughs> say, right, well, over to you, Claire. <laughs> you can well, have no, a chat. Well, no, because... <laughs> No, this this is the thing, isn't it? They didn't always like the dental nurse talking. Mm. Um, they were the mm. dentist, and there was obviously a stigma with dental. There still is a little bit. We'll get into that later, I'm sure. Um, but you know, you didn't. 
if you butted in the, in a private practice, it was wasn't really the thing to do. Mm. Um, but obviously, as I got older and wiser, I used to do it anyway. <laughs> what I love the idea. <laughs> what I love because the patient is... turns to you and. Sorry, go on, Claire. Go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, what I love is I that you're, that you're obviously passionate older, about something. I, I ended up taking. Yeah, because because you're passionate yeah. about something, you find a way to fit that in. So you're obviously very creative, and and when you got into a dental practice, you were able to to shoehorn your creativity in into into that environment. Yes, and it's funny, like Chris said, you know, now the work that you do is still highly creative. So when people find something they really enjoy. It's amazing how they'll they'll find a way to carve that into their life somehow, not necessarily in the most obvious of roles or in the obvious sectors, but it still features. Yeah. And now I'm designing um, creation for dental practices, which was mm. probably, you know, what, what I would have been doing in the in a different route. It's just, I, I just think it's amazing, like you say, I've got here and now it's obviously focused on dentistry, which I never never thought would happen and uh, the 30 years of dental experience is helping with what I do now it's it's all come to you know coming to a big mm. it's all taken shape especially over the last year right well, I think what's interesting what's isn't interesting? it that Andy and I have Andy spoken I about have spoken in reality people are the same you know they respond in the same way so whether it was 30 years ago 300 years ago three months ago our brains are all wired to react to things in a certain way so what you learned 30 years ago and have been developing since then is as applicable now <laughs> as it was then it's just maybe the techniques and what you deliver is different it's, it's fascinating really yeah it definitely is i agree and have so, you noticed a change? I mean, from obviously with your training and what you do with people and your social media, uh, how's that sort of work? It's a big change. Um, obviously, there's a lot more, lot more do's and don'ts than what there was years ago. Um, even when it comes to um, trade, I used to train all the dental nurses, um, even practice managers and treat, treatment coordinators in the practice. And people have changed. There's a whole big change on how you speak to people, I think. Whereas, I mean, I, they used to call me matron. So I was very direct. Da, 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 da. But if I was like I was years ago in the practice now, they'd all run off crying probably. And I'd probably be held up into HR. Not that I was horrible, but I was very like direct in how I spoke. I've always been a bit like that. So I've had to calm it all down and assess the situation before reacting if that makes sense Do you, does that make sense with what i'm saying yeah, yeah no it does yeah. and i find it I mean, fascinating, fascinating that you spotted it? that yeah as a, as a change in the and i think it's a real for you it's great self-awareness that you haven't just continued to be as you were you've looked at the environment of, of where we are now and made sure you you adjust how you communicate with people because I think you're right I think there is a, a difference in how we need to communicate with people these days definitely definitely um you just have to very be very careful how you word things mm -hmm. and that's patients your team members your boss uh anyone really mm. 
it's a bit like football managers, isn't it? I remember them saying that, you know, Alex Ferguson used to give the guys that sort of the hairdryer treatment, which was basically, you know, shout at them. Whereas they were saying that nowadays the the young footballers just won't won't get it. They just won't tolerate it or don't really like it because they're sort of different people, which is exactly what you're saying. It's a, it's amazing how we've evolved. <laughs> mm. uh, so we won't comment on whether that's good or bad. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll just say it's a change. I'm still old school. That's what it is. <laughs> I think so, it's a change, yeah. I think, so, um, I think we've all, we all manage it. Mm. So you've, you've moved your business out to, to Lanzarote now, uh, which is where you live. So did, did you set your business up to be able to work remotely before you went to Lanzarote? Or did you, was that part of that transition? Or did you retire? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> no. I'd I'd planned for a long time that I wanted to come out here, um, and then obviously I I got into the social media side of in the practice. I'd already been helping on bits and pieces in their their websites, and I was always the one, as I said earlier, going around taking the photos, saying this would be great. Put this on. This is what people want to see. And again, that arty aspect came into it. I'd be able to see how what a good photo would look like. Um, and then I said to him, look, just let me do the social media. And then I ended up doing the social media for about the last six, seven, probably longer now, because mm. probably eight years maybe. Um, I've always been on Instagram probably from the start. So I think I looked the other day and it said I'd been on there 13 years and I don't even realise it had been there that long. But um so I've always enjoyed it, um, and I think where the social media comes in now. So I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. That's all right. I, I, one of the things I was going to ask: Have you noticed in that time that that the social media trends? I'm not very good on social media, good. so I don't really know much about what's going on. But have, have you sort of had to adapt? in in the way that things have changed over that period of time because that's that, to me that seems a massive long time mm. for uh, you know social media to evolve and what's available and i mean uh, have you noticed big changes there um yes first of all it's just putting a picture on we just put photos mm. on it didn't it, when i look back now mm. even to about three years four years ago i think i would just wouldn't put that on I just wouldn't do it like that now. I think there's so many, um, uh, everyone's been learning. And I think especially through COVID, that's where it really, everyone was at home and it really exploded. Going back to your question now, I've just remembered, Andy, what we were talking about. I um, was at the point at work before COVID that I was exhausted. I'd got to the point, I think everyone was a bit, it'd gone a bit mad at work and I'm, I'm older, so I couldn't, you know, I have to admit it, um, I couldn't do what I used to do. And the, the, the uh, you know, the, I used to come home on a Friday and be absolutely exhausted. Mm. Um, and I knew in my head that I wanted to come and live out here. Um, again, I was pushed into it because Brexit was coming covid happened so it was a case of do it now or i'm not going to mm. um and i didn't have uh, any plans all i knew is that covid had let me carry on doing social media for everyone mm. remotely 
during, you know, because we were all at home and it showed the people I was working with that it could be done remotely. So for me, that had a big, big effect on what how I am ended up now. Um, and I think a lot of people have found that out that remote, I think it brought remote working into its own, didn't it? For good or bad reasons, um, it showed it actually worked. So for me, it was a, a bonus that I could still do that at home. Um, and then I managed to get out here just before and get residency just before Brexit. After that, I didn't want to do anything. I thought, right, I'm not having anything to do with um, dental, anything ever again. That's it. I'm done. I was exhausted. I needed a break. Um, and uh, then I got to about three months later and I thought, oh, I was still doing the social media for the mm. practices that I was doing. And then I thought, I need to come back onto it. So I put all my followers back onto my Instagram again, started networking, and then it all started from there. It was the networking, LinkedIn, Instagram, not so much Facebook. I didn't I didn't do a lot on Facebook because mm. that's not my favourite. Um, but definitely LinkedIn was the key for me. Well, did you have the house there already or did you have to buy one? I do long term rental just in case I want oh. to I want to find out where I want to be because you move to another country. You don't know how how no, it's going to work out. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. So I didn't want to like um, commit myself to a house and have all that stress as well. Mm. Um, at that time, I just wanted to settle down. I'm still renting. I've moved again now. I'm in a different house and different like different location. Um, and this has got office space as well. So. Rather than because the business was growing, um, I didn't want to. It was either rent out another office space as well as renting the house, or get a house that's bigger, and then a family can come and visit, and I've got office space, so mm. I've got a bigger house. That's what's happening, yeah, now. and I'm still long-term rent rental. Yeah, I find it. I find it interesting that mm, yeah, lots it. of people learn to um, like flexible work and work from home during COVID, but you took it a stage further and realised it gave you the ability to go to another country and still do what you do which yeah. i think i think is great you know yeah. i think i think five years ago it would have been way more challenging than it is it is now do you would you would you miss the uk what what are the things that, that you miss about the uk in terms of being physically here obviously not the weather at the moment nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh, well <laughs> um the things that are different because we're in ireland obviously you can't um get an Amazon delivery the same day. It'll probably take two weeks um, if it comes at all. Um, but it's a much simpler life. You don't need all those things. You're, you're an outdoor. It, it completely it took me a while. It takes you a while to get your brain out of holiday mode mm-hmm. um, because the first six months, it was just like I was on <laughs> one big holiday. Um, and uh, it's, it's still strange now because I'm, I'm so much involved with everyone in the UK and, <coughs> talking to them on Zooms and things like that. And then I go outside and I've got a mountain and the sunshine and palm trees. Wow. Every day I still, like, love that fact. Yeah, I know. And um, But the remote working has never been the best thing ever. And Mm. recently I had um, a new client who's a digital, doing digital lab software um, for clear aligners and brackets orthodontics. Um, and all of his um, workers are all remote around the world. Oh, wow. Yes, this is a brand new one. I'm just getting interested. I just, I love it. I think it's, it's mm. such a great story. 
It's an interesting one, really, isn't it? I hadn't really thought about that thing of the fact of you move to another country, but then you're sort of that first six months, you are holiday mode. So Mm. I'd imagine the danger is you're like, well, I'll just go in the pool or I'll just do a bit of sunbathing. And then suddenly you're like, oh, flip, I've got work to do as well. (laughs) You you must have to be really organised and disciplined. Otherwise, the danger is you spend Mm. six months being on holiday and then working late at night because you've realised that that you know you you haven't done during the day what you should do it's, I, I never really thought about that I say that's a, yeah. that's quite an interesting one isn't it that you've got to get your head in the right space as much as be in the right mm. space oh the structure you need it, to the, the system and structures you do gradually change mm. Mm. definitely definitely yeah. you, you do have to be disciplined this is what a lot of people they come out here especially because it is it's a holiday it's like a holiday it's almost like everyone's happy you can go out every night of the week. You can eat out in all the different restaurants. The sun's shining. The beach is there. Um, and then you forget that you have to do real mm. life as well. Mm. Um, and some people, they find that they just end up really overweight or drinking loads. And mm. um, they, 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 you know, they, then they get bored because there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's a bit so, like one of my friends, with, he had a place in Portugal, and he said, you know, when you're there for a long time, basically you get to know all the local restaurants, not the tourist restaurants, so therefore mm. the prices are cheaper, and, and he said, you know, you know where to buy. And he said the real risk is that you, you do, you end up going out every night, you, you'll have a bottle of wine, he said, and, and he noticed, you know, he put on so much weight, he said, because he in his head, even though he'd moved there, he was still as if he was on holiday. Uh, yes. And he said yeah. you had to really transition to think, whoops. <laughs> You say it takes about 18 months, and I'm I'm two years wow. now, so I'm just over two years. Um, wow. And it did. It kicked in. It was probably – I came back in June, um, and it felt really – it really felt different. It felt – I went back – I went up to my old practice and went in there, um, and it was almost like I could have just put my uniform back on and, and got back into work. It was wow. – that was wow. weird. Um, but I was I was in the town and everything was busy and people were stressed and pushing and shoving. I thought I don't like this. I could not <laughs> wait to come back. And I thought I know that I'm in the right place. Yeah. Do you speak Spanish? I'm doing lessons. I have been. So, but again, unless you're mixing with Spanish all the time, you mm. don't actually get a chance to practice mm. it. So I have to force myself to to say things. But I can when they're talking now. The words aren't just. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can actually <laughs> it, hear. It. I, I'm catching the words, so I know what they're they're trying to say to me, so I can answer. Mm. Well, but, it's, a, um, it's a completely different way of life, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's it's. I even have siestas now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I never thought. I don't know whether it's because I've got older or whether it's because I'm in this <laughs> this country. But you do, you have, and then I do work in the evening, so I tend to do a bit of work early in the morning. And then I might go for a swim, um, have some lunch or something. And then it's siesta time. And then I carry on with work in the evening. Wow. <laughs> I imagine wow. everybody in the UK is feeling very jealous of your of your lifestyle. Just just rolling back to the... the, <laughs> they the, won't be the, watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> just rolling back to the beginning of your career. So obviously you were dental nurse and head nurse and practice manager. And that was like your, your segue into kind of, you know, uh, marketing. 
back then, what what did marketing look like for dental practices? Because obviously there's lots of people <laughs> that are like live, Well, yeah, they're like living in the here and now and it's become very digital. But back in the in the 90s, what, what did dental practices do to market themselves? That sounds so old, doesn't it? Back in it the does, 90s. It? Back in but the it, 90s. It feel, I mean, for people um, like me, this feels like yesterday, but we know it's not. Yeah. I say back I in the 90s. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, so that's when we used to put the adverts in the papers, wow. in the local papers, or um, you you might, if you wanted to really spend out, you'd put an advert in on the bus stop. Wow. <laughs> I think you can still that's that's still used now actually, but um, and then uh, it was leaflet drops. I remember oh, doing leaflet the drops. The old trifold leaflet drop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Normally with spelling mistakes. Yeah, I always remember those. Yeah, yeah. So I remember doing loads of that. Where I, I thought it was great because it meant I got out of work. I can just go walk around the houses for a few hours. Um, <laughs> oh, but well, doing the yeah. job. <laughs> What's quite Good interesting exercise. is that, that quite a lot of those analog um, types of marketing tactics are coming back. Like people now are sending more stuff in the mail because I guess in mm. any in any cycle you get saturation. So if everybody's doing something, there's so much noise, you just don't get mm. seen. So some of those those physical hard copy style marketing tactics still still have a place. On the on the social media side of things, how would you describe the general understanding in, in kind of UK dentistry of of how people use it? Do they use it well? You know, are they, are they good things? Are, are we still just scratching the surface of what it can be? I think so. Um, I think think people look too far into it as well. I think basically for me, I like to keep things simple. And when I'm talking to different practices, I I think they're worrying too much. The target audience is potential clients, customers, patients. They're the normal average people who just are nosy. They like to see you. They want to see behind the scenes. They know you can do the fillings. They know you can do the, they like to see the pictures Mm. as well. But they can go to your website and see all that as well. But people are just generally, they, it's that same analogy if you buy a car. If you, you could have the same car, but why, why do you go to that person instead of that person? And it's because you, you like the person and you, they feel approachable. Um, and for me, as a dental, any business actually, I don't think it's just dental. The whole strategy applies to any business. Um, I think you've got to remember that they are normal people. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing my mum said to me a while ago because I worked in quite an up, up quite a very up to date practice, um, and she'd been going to uh, an NHS practice in where I lived, mm. um, and she was quite happy there. But I said, well, why don't you just come up to us? You know. Anyway, when she came up, she she just felt completely overwhelmed, and she said, "I just wanted to go back to to the other practice." And that was because, oh, even I was there, so that resonated with me on social media. If you're putting all these high class, it depends who you're attracting. I mean, mm. if you're one of these high class dental practices in London, and you've got the clientele, but the normal average dental practice, mm. they're normal average people, and you've got got to remember that what you're showing them. Um, that's, that's you know, and don't, don't one, have it? videos too long because people get bored. I don't sit mm. and listen to a mm. whole three-minute, four-minute video on Instagram. I'll listen to the first yeah. few bits and then that's it. So keep it short and sweet. 
get the impact out. They want to see your personality. I think that's a real insight, Claire, to be honest with you, because I think so many people post the content Mm. that they like and they're interested in without actually taking time to Mm. think about the end user and say, who are we posting this for? (laughs) And you're right, from a patient point of view, it could be very intimidating if they're seeing things that feel they're out of their league, either by price or look or feel or, or whatever it might be. So that, that remembering who you're posting for is really important. Sorry. I was going to say, you said an interesting oh, thing. You said uh, patient, customer, uh, your client, customer, patient. And I mm. thought it was quite interesting. Of Do you use that terminology with the dentist about saying to them, actually, these are customers? and Or do you not? And if you do, how do they react? I, I I was the reason I said that then is because it could be any business, not just right. dental. Yes. So it, that's why I said that this strategy can actually apply. I don't limit myself just to dental. Um, oh, okay. So that's why I put there's obviously you've got if you're a hairdresser, they're probably called clients, <clears throat> uh, customers in the shops or the you know <coughs> patients for the healthcare. Mm. So that's why I did the three different types. Right. And do you, do, do you call them patients with dentists? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, interesting, definitely. wasn't it? Because we had a conversation with once, I can't remember, a dentist about what, what a client, what a customer and what the patient was. And mm. we were saying, you know, you're you're trying to generate revenue. So you have to sort of try and think about um, yeah. <laughs> that I that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because I've been in dental and I'm, I've, you know, I've helped the patients, I think that's what gives me a little bit of an edge. To, to think in that way. Um, you, you see the patients, you know, you just bring out a spatula, which is nothing, but they see it and they're like, oh. so you've got to think about those little things when you're putting it on social media as well. Mm. Yeah. I've I've always yeah. taken the view because they don't that, know what they don't know, do they? Oh, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've always taken the view, Claire, that consistency for me is always more important than stressing about each individual bit of content i know for dentists the quality of their work and what they're presenting is really important but there's sometimes a danger you get in your own way and just don't post things because you critique it and critique it to the point where you just don't do it what's your view on the debate around quality of what you post against the quantity of what you post Where, where would you sit on that Definitely, you've got to have good content. It, 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 if it's rubbish as well, then people yeah. aren't going to watch. Also, you have to be be careful for the GDC because they're watching mm. as well. So you know that mm. you have to. The quality has to be good. Um, if you're doing befores and afters, yes, I mean you're going to. All the other dentists are watching as well, so that's where I, I they they need to be put in. You know, it needs to be in focus. It needs to be straight and angled. You get these ones that look awful, and I can't. I won't post it. If they send me photos like that, I won't post it. They can. I just can't. I can't have my name put for that. <laughs> so, which is why I say to them, I try to give them advice on how to take the photos as well. I was going to say you must have to train them. I, I, this is why I've called myself not just a social media manager because. Obviously, I've got all other aspects that I do, but I find that I end up working with the dental practice in other ways. They, I end up on our marketing meet, meeting. It's not about marketing. They're telling me about things in the practice that's happened, and I end up mm-hmm. giving them advice on, and things like that because I can't help it. I love it anyway. Yes. Um, but and yes, with your experience, you, you, need to you be cover consistent. it off, can't you? Exactly. 
you need to be consistent and it needs to be good good content but when it comes to videos and things like that you need to be natural mm. so don't worry just even making a cup of tea and saying i'm ready for the day don't go back and look and think oh my face looks funny my hair looks you know you need to be presentable but i do a video and i don't watch it again yeah yeah i don't i don't ever re-watch it if you start doing that you'll never do any I suppose yeah. that's true, isn't it? You, you, the, the danger is we had a friend who uh, he was a designer on a, like, uh, on the Euro okay. fighter, and he said the danger is that people analyse and try and perfect and perfect and perfect. He said, yeah. and, and and his phrase, which is a lovely phrase that I use many a times, he said, you just have to break the pencil. <laughs> he said, he said once you've exactly. broken the pencil, he said you can't do it again. He said you can then do another version of it, or you can mm-hmm. then do something else. He said, but if you just keep reviewing the same yeah. thing, you danger is you never post it because it you're never happy yeah. with it there's always something that you can change yeah. and he said you just have to break the pencil go with what you've got mm. <laughs> yeah. and the reality is as well this timeline moves quite quickly <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly that as well but so yeah consistency definitely you need to be consistent they need to see you they need to be seeing your branding colors or your 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 on instagram it's all about how it looks um, and you know if they, they're going to see you every day on the stories you can put more on the stories and just have your grid as being um, just your content and then put more on the stories if you don't want to have the grid there's so many different options and mm. I end up talking to them what's what's best for them and how they want to go about and give them my ideas um, but I always say to them are you trying to attract other dentists or are you trying to attract, attract <laughs> patients because there's a difference. Mm, yeah. And if Instagram sees that you're following all these other dentists, it will start pushing dentists. The patients aren't going to see you. Mm. I'll tell you what's interesting. The fact of, uh, or yet more interesting, is because you work in different sectors, not just dentistry, I'd imagine you can then bring some uh, other world experience mm. into dentistry that says, well, hang on a minute, this, is, this has worked well in so-and-so, so why don't we give it a go? in dentistry and 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 stuff like that i think that's that's a because it's a brilliant opportunity if you're you're always in dental the answer is you're going to miss out on all these other things aren't you definitely and you know it's about people at the end of the day and that's what i've learned over the 30 years patients working with a big team and it's it's all about the people and Mm. you're in a way using social media you're brainwashing people you, you you you're seeing them constantly, and then that's it. I'm being blunt, but that's what it is. It's a form yeah. of brainwashing. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we said, what's that stat, Andy? I can't remember. Is it something like you have to see something twenty-seven or thirty-two times before you even register it? Because the fact of our the content on what we're faced with, you know, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, the news, or whatever, that that you need it at least that number of times, if only for you to just go, oh, I think I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the same. See, a vital part of it is engagement. So engagement, organic engagement, which is what we do. Um, so dentists and dental practices haven't got time to sit there. Mm-hmm going and finding their target areas um you know they might get someone in-house doing the posts for them that's fine but someone still needs to be on there commenting and liking and what happens is i'm sure you get it that 
um, someone keeps liking all your posts or making comments, and in the end you go, who are they? And you go and look, and then you think, oh, right, so they do this, they do that. You look at their website, and it goes on from there. And that's that's basically, it's that simple. Mm. But you have to do it, don't you? That's the... Yeah, I think you back to, to that it. thing but about think, the, the consistency. Me, the key thing is that you can't, you can't leave it to someone, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's and that's it why the marketing <clears throat> has gone a bit mad on it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And see, the beauty is it that I can, if they need me to answer their direct messages, or mm. I can talk to the patients. So it depends on what what um, I've got going on with, with the practice or whoever it is I'm working with. Some of them they direct, I direct them straight to their their um, dashboard or their, right. you know, one of their um, what's it called SRF. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the CRM, 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 CRM. That's it. My brain's gone. I, t- I tell you, I tell you what's. My brain's going too quickly. Is what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what's fascinating. In a way, it's just an extension. Do you remember in the, in the old days? In the old days, probably in the nineties, back in the nineties, people would produce leaflets that they would then um, send out or brochures, and then clients would ring, and then no one would answer the phone. Mm. And it's almost yes. exactly what you're saying is that, you know, you're creating this sort of interest and then someone sends you a message yeah. and everyone ignores it. It's like, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's happening now, but for a different reason. It's because the practices are too busy. Yeah. They're absolutely busy, um, which comes into the treatment coordinator role, uh, which you see everywhere. You see all the courses mm. everywhere. And it's a really big asset at the moment is a treatment coordinator. But what's happening is is where everyone's short staff, the treatment coordinator is generally normally a nurse, not always, or a practice manager or someone ends up doing other jobs so they don't get the the, the, mm. the, then the treatment coordinating done. Um, which is why I now do mentoring. I don't I do a course, I still cover all the, the um you know the the modules that other other courses do. But I do it more as a mentoring. So I go through something and then we apply it to the practice. They go back and they work out how it works in their practice because Mm. they might just be doing four hours of treatment coordinating every day. Whereas these courses, not all of them, I mean, they're brilliant. So don't, I'm not moaning about other courses. Um, But I like to, I like to be part of it. I like to get in the practice and, and, Mm. and help them and support them because. The practice manager's busy, the principal's busy, the reception are busy, um, and they're just sometimes they're just mm. left to, to to get on with it and they don't know what they're doing. So and they might just want to talk to someone and what would you have done in this situation? This mm. is what I did, how could I change it? Um, so that's why I do that. And I don't widely broadcast it, I tend to do one-to-one. Um, and it's for new new treatment coordinators, really, but mm. it's such a vital part because everyone else is so busy in the practice. I think that's the thing, isn't it? No one's sitting around twiddling their thumbs and saying, oh, what should I do today? And I think probably for me, the social media one and anyone who's listening is that the risk I can imagine is someone says, hey, Julie, you're young, <laughs> so therefore you can do our social media. You understand Instagram. And, and just because it's a young person who knows Instagram yeah. is, is not really what you want because they don't have the skills and understanding it, that it's a marketing tool. It's, it's, but I yeah. imagine you probably see that quite a lot, do you, where people say, yeah, yeah. So we've given it to the 19-year-old Julie, <laughs> but yeah. she's not been very successful. Well, this is a problem. No. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, I, I met, met up with one, um, I'd been referred to someone, a dentist, and when I came on, she said, oh, you're older than I thought. <laughs> oh, really? But she liked it. She saw it as a positive. She mm. thought that was easier to work with than someone who's younger saying, I can do this and I can do that. And they can, it's not. But because I had the background as well, yeah. she liked it and she found that more approachable it's, and it's, communication. It's very funny how we stereotype people, isn't it? How we stereotype people into categories where we see someone of a certain <laughs> age. Yeah, people probably wouldn't have realised that. So you said you were back on um, Instagram you know, 12, 13 years ago. That was at the beginning. That literally was when it started. So yes. you've seen the evolution of what works, what doesn't work, how to build followings, the, the difference in content. Whereas I suppose young people today, all they see is is what's been posted in the last six or six months, a year, two years, how long they've been using it. And we need to represent what's happening now. But to have that that history of how it's evolved is really powerful and useful. Mm. Yeah. And they've all got their different, different um, uses. So for me, I find that Facebook is good to get in the groups, get in with, mm. find out what's going on. Um, still patients, still it's still worth posting on there. You still get the, some of the older patients possibly using um, Facebook. Um, and then Instagram's visually, everyone says, what, who, what's your Instagram? Who are you on Instagram? And they immediately, that's your go-to now. You find a business, you look it up on Instagram. Most people mm. do. Um, and that's you, you're missing out it's such a it's almost a, such a cheap way of marketing compared to what you could be doing and wasting lots of money and then LinkedIn is completely different again this is where you want to do your networking with all the dentists and the dental world mm. um, and if you've got courses you need to be on LinkedIn it that's where it should be and LinkedIn and Instagram being Facebook Facebook going to the groups so that you're getting to know in that way and that's that's my basics really do you do anything on tiktok or is that not really oh, yeah. oh right okay is Again, that becoming bigger is that becoming a bigger thing it's huge it's huge it's it's just as big um as instagram i, I believe um and you'll find all the dental practices all the you know everyone's on tiktok um i've started going on it recently but i refuse to do any of those videos I don't do any of those trends and I don't believe you have to do them. I, do, I really don't because I've been experimenting myself. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do it. I just can't. Um, I think it show, it's good to have a bit, bit of fun, um, play around, but I don't think you need to be doing every single one. Mm. And then if you repost that on Instagram, Instagram won't push it out because you haven't used them. So people oh. are making the mistake. Right, okay. Um, Instagram want you to use their reels. They want you to use all their gimmicks. They don't want you to repost TikToks on them. I suppose it makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's a commercial platform. Ultimately, why would you use someone else's uh, format? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, Claire, if there was a dentist listening to this today, what, what, yeah, what, um, what is the the hero <laughs> platform that somebody should? If, if a dentist listens to this and they're like, "Well, I don't really do social media, but I should start." what's the the one place they most absolutely have to appear on instagram right definitely instagram okay. it's like the yellow pages nowadays oh yellow pages look at that yeah, thompson local <laughs> i told you i'm old school <laughs> oh the old yellow pages yell yeah. yell was there wasn't it yell.com that's thompson, it yeah. the thompson local i remember them all that's it 
Yeah, yeah. So you 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 know people people look on Instagram and obviously they Google people and then they they might even Google the website and then go to their Instagram because they want to mm. see the people. Right. Yeah. They want to see who you are. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. I better Weird. learn how to use those filters then. <laughs> yeah, but then they're going to go in and get a shock when they come and see you in the practice. <laughs> Should be like online dating, I'd imagine. Some of the stories we hear on that are fantastic. <laughs> this is a picture of my friend. <laughs> the, the thing is as well is that people don't like it and they don't want to yeah. be. I, I struggle get, getting content from practices because obviously they're really really busy for a start mm. um and um people don't want to be filmed mm. i've got one practice who says right once a month put your makeup on do your hair we're going to be taking some pictures so they know in advance i don't know how many people go off sick that day but uh, <laughs> yeah that's um, interesting, but i do it? struggle with getting get like, i said look there's, there's ways of getting around this you don't have to actually see the people you can take pictures from above like you can be doing some with your hands you don't actually have to be seeing the people there are ways around it this is where oliver comes in as well so um i'm going to be teaming up with oliver so because yeah. i i can't go into practices because a lot of them say to me can you come into practice and take some photos which i would love to do but oh. obviously i'm not over there so um now i've got oliver um to um be able to go into the practices and i've got someone who can do that for me that i can trust mm, well i tell you the interesting thing on that though isn't it that you sort of imagine being an old bloke um and whenever you're out, everyone is taking a selfie of themselves. You, you somehow think, well, hang on a minute, there's all these nurses and receptionists and dentists who are really happy to take a selfie at the drop of a hat. But then as soon as you ask them to take a picture in the practice, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a real interesting it's juxtaposition. Somehow it's different. Somehow it's you different. Can't, you can't yeah. go anywhere without someone doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad. It's true. That's what I say. So I say to, I find out who in the practice, who in the practice, are there ever associates that are consistently on social media? Because they're the person who will be the one who will be able to go and take the photos um, or push for content. Wow. But sometimes you just don't get anyone. They're, they're such a little practice that have never done it before. And it's like you have to nurture them and get them to mm. do it. I write lists out and say, right, can you get me this? Can you get me that? And you have to like build it up slowly. Mm, and again I mean, it's not something that happens overnight you have to give when you're working with people it takes time at least three three to six months before you can even start seeing results i think people right. think oh you're going to hire someone and do their their social media and then suddenly all these messages are going to come through it doesn't work yeah, like that no, it's, it's that, building it up and building it takes it up time it does take time well, um, where does your where does your positivity come from, Claire? Because in our interactions, you are so full of energy and passion for what you do, and your your positivity. Have you have you always been like this, or is it is it kind of something that's developed over time? I think um, I've learned more as I get I've got older. I think you realise that you've got you've got to enjoy life and be yeah. positive about it, and not see the negative. And I think. Out here as well, mm. it's, it feeds it, I think, as well. It's not, but I've always had that, um, the half, the, the glass half full rather than mm. empty mm -hmm. 
obviously we've all had times in our lives where it drops we've all been like that and I was at that stage I think at the end when I was in the UK I was at that point where something had to change because Mm. I was just exhausted um and I think as I said I I think it's really that positivity I've always had has really kicked in since I've, I've come out here brilliant Good. So good. Maybe it's but the it's, sunshine. I, I, oh, I, sunshine. I was going to say, lovely what, food. Having a siesta. I know. What, 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 whatever <laughs> it is, it appears to be working well for you, Claire, which is <laughs> which is which is great. If you could, if you could go back, is there one decision well, you changed? Well, they say the work-life life life? balance, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I believe in fate. I think that things all happen for a reason. Um, like I said right at the beginning about the sliding doors effect. Yeah, I, I think you have to get through these times to get to where you are. I'm one of those people who who believe. I wouldn't change anything. Good, good. We um, we always finish up with our guests in the same way. Uh, we always ask the same two questions just for a bit of, bit of consistency. So if you could be the fly on the wall in a situation, um, mm. where would you like to be? When would that be? Who would you be with? See, I was thinking about this, and there's so many different scenarios you can think of but I think at this present time at the moment it's uh, it's quite boring actually <laughs> it's I would like to be when I to get these new practices and their social media and then they're trying to um, film their videos I love watching the outtakes I think I like them to send me the outtakes because that makes the best post so I for me I like to be on a fly on a wall when they're actually doing that because I think that'd be funny to watch I bet there's there's gallons of content that, that no one's ever seen because people were embarrassed about it. But I bet there's some real gold in there exactly. of some sort or other. And and our follow up question is: and if they, you could, they won't if let you could, use it. No, no, no. <laughs> and if you could no, meet no, no. somebody, who would you who would you like to meet if you were given the opportunity? Living or dead, uh, fact or fictional. So there's a there's a wide choice of people. Again, this is um, it's going to be work related. Um, I was thinking about this as well. For me, at this present time, you asked me that question. It, I've been working remotely now for two years, and I've never met any of you. Yeah. So I would actually like. I'm thinking about going to one of the dental shows this year and just meeting everyone that I've been talking to because I've, I've not seen anyone, not not one person. I'm just I'm just checking flights to Lanzarote so we can all yeah. come out. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I said that I could actually, I think I could actually hold a, a conference out here and everyone would come out because everyone, I've got Sorted. loads of people who are planning on coming out. Yeah. <laughs> now that sounds like a good idea. I like that one. Yeah. yeah a yeah. bit of sunshine, a bit of wind. Local, local rates. I say you get local rates, Claire. Local yeah. rates, local exactly. bills. Exactly. Exactly. Wouldn't it be good? <laughs> I was thinking about doing it for my big birthday in November. I thought I could just hold a lot of. There'll be people who want to do the speeches and the these people I know now. Yeah. If I said, "Can you organise this? I'll do it this end." I think people would jump it. Mm. I mean, in all seriousness, that's not a bad idea. You know, for, from a, yeah. to do a dental course where you could bring over a number of people to. I say because you will know the places. Mm, yeah, watch this exactly. space, everybody. The, I know the, the, the I know. frisbee show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've been saying it for a long time because everyone keeps saying I'm coming out. And I've had quite a few people. I've had one person actually come out so far and the rest all coming out. 
And also I've um, had people now, I'm getting a little community of dental people out here. So there's a dentist who actually bought um, an apartment in a little, little resort near me. Now we're having Christmas Day together. Um, oh, she's, she met on Facebook. It's all thank you to social media. She's been out here a few times with her husband now, um, and I've met up with them. There's um, another Dentacqua, I don't know if you've heard of them. He comes out and sees yeah. me here because I do some work with them. Um, and late, the latest one is a hygienist who works remotely, giving advice and things like that. And her family lived in, in the house that was where I used to live. So she's probably coming out at Christmas as well. So I'm wow. getting my own dental community out here. You are, you are. I think people genuinely like to travel around. There's there's various courses and events around Europe that people are always keen to go to. So I I don't think it's a ridiculous idea that there there might be an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. this is my plan. Sounds like a good idea, actually. <clears throat> so, out but, season, but November. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's been a real joy, Claire. I think your your experience and, and knowledge in an area that everybody kind of knows about but doesn't necessarily think through kind of exactly how they use it and, you know, how to maximise the the output from mm. it. So I think it's been fascinating. Yeah. And I think the way you've just kind of embraced kind of COVID and you've re-engineered your life and your business to suit you, um, I think is a great lesson for people as well, because just because you do something one way, doesn't mean it always has to be that way. So yeah, it's been, it's been fabulous. Really appreciate the time with yeah. you. Yeah, that's been brilliant. Thank it's you. lovely. Really nice to meet you. So we've all had interactions on various bits and pieces, but it's nice to say hello and thank you. And, yeah, and hopefully people will, will get a uh, learn some stuff. I think because I think it's it's one of those things that's seen as really easy, but isn't quite as easy as it is. People, do you know what I mean? They need to actually yeah. think about what they're doing. Yeah, it is, absolutely. It is. Um, that's that's the final thing I think that people. But don't don't make it too complicated. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing. Just keep it simple. No, brilliant. Lovely. Brilliant. Lovely. Cheers, Claire. Really appreciate right, your well, time thank you today. For having me. We'll leave you to get back thank to the swimming pool. You can go go after yourself now. <laughs> yeah, I need a swim. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Cheers, Claire. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dentology, where we discuss the business of dentistry. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram. <laughs>